Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, Ange? I am a little nervous, but a little excited to talk about our topic today. Oh, interesting. So how Christian parents should evaluate education choices, public, private, or homeschool. Ding, what, ding, ding. what makes you nervous about it? Well, it's such a touchy topic among all moms, but even yeah. in the Christian world, I think even more so. Um, so yeah, we're digging, diving in, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's, I mean, it's no secret that we homeschool. Right. But this isn't about what convincing you to homeschool. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have been listening to our podcast for very long, then you'll know that we do not believe that there is a cookie cutter way to raise your kids. Although we do believe that the Bible is the instruction manual for parenting. Yeah. And, um, and we also don't think that we're perfect parents and that everyone should do it the way we do it. Right. By any means. So as we're digging into this topic, um, grace, 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 grace for us all. Um, but we really do feel called to dive in and talk about this really important issue because as courageous parents, we want to be raising our kids to be confident, courageous, and Christians in the world. Right. We want to be able to launch them into the uncertain world. We keep talking about this. What does it mean to be raising strong, confident Christian kids for an uncertain world? And part of that is actually education, what our children are learning, what they are um, thinking about and the stances or convictions that they developed, which are often molded by what we learn. Right. And the knowledge that we gain, the education that we get Mm -hmm. and the the true term for it is indoctrination and also developing a worldview versus a biblical worldview, right? Yeah, because what's the goal of parenting? The goal of parenting is to glorify God through our kids and that they glorify God in the lives they live. And how does that happen? That's right. I mean, discipling our children is the best privilege slash greatest responsibility that we have as parents yeah because who kids are whose kids are they they're god's God's children children and they're yes and he's entrusted us what a cool thing which is really it is cool but it can also be terrifying in a good kind of way if you understand the responsibility that he's given you and so understanding that the education choices that we make are going to impact our children forever Yeah. yeah actually will help us to understand why this is such an important topic that we're going to dig into. So, so is knowledge more important than their spiritual welfare or is their spiritual welfare more important than their knowledge? Or is it both? Interesting, huh? Yes, yeah, so we're going to yeah, we're going to cover all so, that. So and and today. hey, uh I just want to say that um 
people have to make different education choices based on life circumstances too. There's right. single moms. There's um, yes, there are situations where people don't have the opportunity to let's say homeschool yeah. or or they can't afford private Christian school, right? right. And so. In those circumstances, I hope if that's you and you're listening, that you stay on this podcast because we have some specific encouragements for you. And I hope that it's an encouragement that you walk away evaluating things and actually that it spurs you on to really deep conversations with your kids and with your husband so that you can engage them where you need to be engaging them and not allow the enemy to have a foothold anywhere. That's, That's what right. this is about. That's right. So as we go through, I encourage you to mentally, or if you're not driving, write down a note about the pros and cons of these different things. And uh, that can, we're going to discuss, you know, yeah. as you think about public, private, or homeschool, and you're making those choices. And just mm-hmm. because you've made one choice doesn't mean you can't navigate a new direction if God's calling you that direction. But what we're going to do is challenge everybody to think about some things that maybe, you know, people haven't thought of or maybe you have but it's just gonna reinforce thinking you already have well and isaac i mean how many times do we re-evaluate mm-hmm. we re-evaluate our goals regularly yeah. we re-evaluate our finances we yeah. re-evaluate the education choices that we've even made for our kids what's yeah. right for them what skills should they be learning where how are they wired what curriculum should they be learning for their learning style yeah. there's all kinds of things that we reevaluate and so we want to challenge all parents to be mm-hmm. thinking deeper about their child's education education yeah. is basically the main topic today and reevaluating regardless of what you have done mm-hmm. or are doing yeah so let's dive into the first point, which is education of your kids is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we can't escape that. They're your kids. And whether you're the one actually doing the formal education, the mm-hmm. academic training, school mm-hmm. or not, it is still your responsibility. And we have to make sure, however they're educated, whether public, private or homeschool, that whatever method it is, it does not usurp your authority right, as the ultimate authority in their lives next to God, of course. Right. So a lot of people ask me, do you think that it's bad to put your kids in school? So there's a point blank statement right there. And I would say to that, that I am not for anything that usurps a parent's authority or influence in their child's life. Yeah. However, I do think that people can choose all forms of education choices and Mm -hmm. still raise godly kids, but it just takes different kinds of intentionality depending on what choice they make. That's true. And whether they're gone during the day and go to school, uh, if that happens, then there's still education on your hands. In fact, different kinds of education based on yeah. maybe fixing some things That's in some right. cases. And yeah. We'll talk about that. But um, it, it's really important to realize, though, whoever you allow to be an authority in your kids' lives is subconsciously or even consciously saying to your kids, respect and learn from that person. Right. I mean, if you think about it, if you are giving your child a book to read, right, you're basically saying read this, pay attention to it, comprehend it. I want to be able to ask you questions and know that you have understood it Mm -hmm. at its core, right? When we're teaching them math, we want them to understand how it works, why it works, why we're doing math. And so when we send our kids 
to school, for example, or even Sunday school, right? You're basically saying, now this is your teacher. Pay close attention. I approve of what they are teaching you. Memorize it. Take careful note of it. Be a, all the things that are a definition of what being a good student would be. We would want our kids to have a teachable heart towards their teachers, right? Yeah. We want them to be enlightened, to be respectful of their teachers, right? Yeah. But if we are putting them in those situations, then we had better know a little bit about that teacher. Absolutely. Because the truth is, whether Christian school or a public school, if that's the case, you are going to have to correct some things no matter what so you're gonna you're gonna have to say listen to them but you're also gonna need the intel have a relationship with your kids where they actually share things with you because there are going to be things that you need to correct and that's important In, in luke 640 it says a disciple is not above his teacher but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like His teacher. So they have massive influence. You're putting people in their lives that have massive influence. And they will eventually become like who they're learning from. So if you don't like their teacher or you don't like that their teacher isn't a believer, for example, don't be shocked if your children are unbelieving later if they've spent 40 hours a week with someone who isn't a believer. It's just something to think about. And just remember, a teacher is a teacher because they want to influence somebody. So that's their heart's desire. They want to teach. They want to teach. But it's not just about knowledge for any teacher. No. It's about giving context to that knowledge based on my worldview as a teacher. So just remember, Mm -hmm. the worldview of who you're allowing to influence your kids is playing a part in how they teach that knowledge and the context of that knowledge. That's right. And if they are a purposeful teacher and they actually have vision for their job, which most of them do, I sure hope they do because those teachers that are actually the best teachers, right, are the ones that have a passion about Mm -hmm. it. They're also thinking about the character of your child and they're thinking about um, those kinds of things. But all of their perspectives on character, for example, come from their worldview also. Yeah. Right. And so the things that they hold them accountable to, whether it be fairness, even if it's biblical or not, justice, if it's biblical or not, all of these things are going to be taught to your child based upon the culture that the teacher and the students actually set. So that's the the second thing that's super important to evaluate if you're putting your kids in a school setting, whether it's a charter school, public school, or private school, not only knowing the teacher and evaluating Mm -hmm. their character and what they're teaching, but what is the culture that your kid is going to be in for so many hours in a day, right? Because we all know what the Bible says about how you're, you know, those who walk in the way of the wicked will suffer harm. We don't Mm -hmm. want our children walking in the way of the wicked. And so you want to be aware of the culture that is being cultivated by the students and the teacher. And then the third thing to evaluate is the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Because curriculum is where indoctrination comes in. And sometimes even the curriculum is developed based upon the author's worldview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if they are a atheist, for example, the science curriculum is going to have an atheistic or an agnostic or a creationist perspective, world perspective and how it was written based upon the author. So we need to step in. We need to be active and know what they're learning. Right. So we know how to correct certain things. 
yeah. maybe back up other things and support. Detox. I call it detoxing. And detox in some ways. And it's so important because they're actually with the teachers and their peers in that case, mm-hmm. a lot of times without supervision or adults that actually can do anything. Yeah. And so it's really important to do that. So we've got to review. We've got to be careful to choose who they're around mm-hmm. and we got to know what knowledge to add to what they're learning. That's right. So if they've been taught, for example, evolution then we need to be teaching them not just creationism and but we also need to be teaching them the arguments and the persuasion of how creationism and what's in the bible is actually truth and how evolution is false right so there's an element of detoxing and removing um, things that they've been taught. And sometimes it's not even removing. Sometimes it's literally just teaching them like that was wrong. This is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, but as your kids get older, th- it's going to be more and more and more. It's not just in the subject of science. It's in many subjects. Okay. Yeah. You've got government classes. You've got politics. You've yeah. got um, health classes where they're talking about all different kinds of things. And remember, teachers have taught classes usually many, 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 many times. And anybody can be eloquent and great if they mm-hmm. teach the same thing over and over and over again. So their wise and their worldview and the context of the knowledge they're teaching is so well articulated because they've had so much practice at it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be diligent to teach them. The second point is establish yourself as the principal. Yes, is there a principal at their school if they go to school? Yes, but you are the ultimate principal. And this is important if you homeschool too. So no matter what education choice you have, you have to cultivate that, which is really important, which you could for sure go, you know, check out the podcast episode on cultivating a teachable heart. Yeah, because that's really like the um, the core trait or character quality or heart attitude, I guess, that parents should be cultivating in their children, regardless of their education choice. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to be able to teach your children, for example, um, creationism. We're just using that as an example right now. We're not going to be able to teach our children that when they've been taught something else if our children don't have a teachable heart towards us. So this it's really a foundational thing. Um, not just that, but we, we talk about family Bible time, all different kinds of things mm-hmm. and other podcasts. And um, if your children are going to have a, a happy heart towards learning from you, yeah. that's because you have cultivated that kind of relationship with them. So you got to be proactive versus celebrating freedom. So this is an attitude adjustment sometimes for parents, which Mm -hmm. is proactive and diligent or they're finally at school. Now I can go do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Well, and I would just say, okay, so if you're ready for a truth bomb here, (laughs) and this has nothing to do with like specific types of education, but we as moms and dads, we need to take a really hard, honest look at our heart attitudes towards the education choices that we're making for our kids. And if we have that attitude of finally I have freedom, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. There, There's really something deeply wrong in our attitude towards the jurisdiction that God's given us. Yeah. And so. But it's not meaning like if you put them in school, it doesn't mean you're of this attitude necessarily. No, not necessarily. But if you're on Facebook saying freedom, then yeah, you you need to look at your heart and ask yourself, why is it that I don't like being around my kids? Mm. Why is it that I'm so excited to drop them off? And if you're really, really honest 
because you're really excited about that freedom. <laughs> Truthfully, the answer is that it, it boils down to selfishness usually. Mm. And so, and I know that that's really hard to say. And I'm, I don't say this from a place of condemnation, you guys, because mm. there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But when it comes down to really being honest, I've struggled with selfishness yeah. every single day. It is a dying Me of too. myself yeah. to really serve my family the best. And I screw up mm-hmm. and I have to apologize and I have to pick up my bootstraps and I have to start doing what God's called me to do. Oh, think about how much more money we would have made, honey, if you were working full time <laughs> for the last 18 years. Oh, don't I'll tell get you, started. that money is <laughs> nothing in comparison to the fruitfulness we're seeing in our you kids. Know, we're, not only did we save money, but our kids aren't in counseling. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, no. so, so that's important. I think you have a scripture there, That's right? right. Yeah. So it says in Proverbs 1, 8, My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. So you could share that scripture with your kids mm-hmm. because you do need to have a direct conversation with them and have this conversation many, many times with scripture saying, I am the God approved authority in your life mm-hmm. and I am the principal of your education. And so if you're homeschooling, that's super important. Right to establish yourself as authority and then mm-hmm. be the authority, step into it. And if they're going mm-hmm. to school, you still need to be that authority. Otherwise, they'll start to drift away and start thinking their teachers and their peers are more of an authority and smarter than their than parents. mom and dad. And you know, it's interesting. I've even had conversations now. God bless all the teachers out there because yes. they are. You know, I even think of what it would be. They should. I even think about the ones who have like 35 kids. I think it's the largest classroom. Can you imagine 35 five-year-olds or Mm six-year-olds? Wow. What a big job. And I have so much respect for those teachers. And Mm -hmm. they are providing a service to Mm -hmm. our society and to our future. Absolutely. Um, But parents need to realize that if they choose to put their kids in school, that they have a a duty and a responsibility to engage their children in their education to, yes, evaluate the teacher, the curriculum, and the culture. But also, I would even say, if you really want to know your kids and know what's going on, you need to be in that classroom as much as possible. Yeah. Tutoring, involved in field trips, you know, helping out as much as if you, you can. can. If you, yes, if you, if you can. can. And yeah. if you can't, you handle it at home. You spend that time asking the right. questions, having the conversations and fixing and adding to right. the education from a biblical worldview. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, wow, this sounds like a lot of work, like many, many hours. I mean, they're already going to be, if they're in school yeah. and then they come home and I'm going to spend how many more hours teach reteaching things and talking to them? About, yeah. And I'm going to say that's called courageous parenting. That's yep. what our that's what this is. This is courageous parenting. Keep your legacy and in mind. You you have to because in today's world, the enemy is looking for a foothold anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere he can, and we have to be diligent and we have to be honest and we have to be aware and praise God and oh, yeah. pray, praise God that His grace is bigger than our mistakes and our lacking yeah right because there are many times where i'm sure we all are lacking um and so we have to have faith and understanding that 
even even if we make the wrong decision, let's yeah. say we make the wrong decision, God can still work miracles because we as parents can't save our kids. And I would say too, just as an encouragement, is that you can do it. Whether yes. it's after they're coming home from school and you have to do those some of those different things mm-hmm. or you're home educating them, you absolutely can you do can it. You can do it. And how many <laughs> women have came to you, Angie? I've heard people say this before. Yeah. And they say, oh, you must, you must be a natural teacher. <laughs> I could never do that. Or you must be so much more patient than me. And I have to laugh at that because I'm, I, God's working on me, guys, on the patient (laughs) one. I think that that's why we have eight kids. (laughs) I needed a little bit more sanctification than this wasn't, this wasn't because it was a good fit. This is because we picked education choices by thinking about some of the things we're talking about now. That's right. And, you know, honestly, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this if you haven't heard us say it already, but we never set out to homeschool. Nope. Maybe we should just briefly share I that little testimony. I thought they wouldn't have socialization skills. And that that was a big problem. I thought they wouldn't be smart if we homeschooled them. I thought- We had all kinds of really weird, I mean, well, not, we think they're weird now because we've homeschooled for a long time. Well, we but, certainly broke those myths. I mean, all of the opposite of my fears have happened, actually. Yeah, yeah. So uh, really, really good fruitfulness. But it, you can have fruitfulness in different ways based yeah. on your circumstances, your situations. And that's the goal of this right here. And in, But in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, mm. but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. So we have to be serious about the influence Mm -hmm. of who they're spending time with. And if they're spending a lot of time with fools in terms of, you know, their faith and things like that, people of the world, Mm -hmm. then we have to really make sure we're saturating them with the word of God and praying for them and having conversations and leading by example and spiritual growth. And And I would say too, can I just... I'm going to put this out there, too, for all the Christian parents that are listening. Just because a kid comes from a Christian home doesn't mean that they're a Christian. And so yeah. and and just because someone says that they put their kid in private Christian school doesn't mean that their kid is a strong Christian. Just because someone says they're a Christian and they homeschool their kids, it doesn't make them safe or a strong Christian. And so you really have to parent with your eyes open. Not just about mm-hmm. your own kids and about what they're learning, yeah. but also being aware of who they're spending time with. So this really, truly is not just an issue of public school, but it's also about what kind of people are in your community and who you're allowing your kids to spend time with. So true. I thought we'd take just a minute and share that we are giving away um, access to the Courageous Parenting Workshop. Okay, this is a really cool <laughs> 30-minute workshop with Angie and I on how to be a courageous parent in today's world. And not to be confused with the parenting mentor program, as that is right. a 10-hour you know, curriculum with live engagement many times and private mm-hmm. community and so forth. That's yep. not what it is, but it is something that's free and extremely valuable. So if you're interested in that, Go to CourageousParenting.com, hit podcasts, and you'll see a link for that. 
there. And so I encourage everybody to check that out. You're going to love it. And uh, I will let you know, we're going to share a little bit at the end about the Parenting Mentor Program too. So that's not a surprise, but Mm -hmm. this is really valuable and free and we'd love to have you there. Mm -hmm. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we can't be thinking like people in the world. We have to be renewing our mind and thinking biblically Mm -hmm. when we're making education choices, okay? And whatever choice we make, we need to make it um, work and we need to win with it by having mm. our parenting adapt to the choice we made in the right way. So we're right. talking about. Right. We have to be committed. You have yeah. to be committed to whatever decision that you made. And, and that's the next point, which is pursuing whatever yields the best fruit within the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. You got to look at the fruit, right? So one of the things fruit wise that I've over the years tried to pay attention to was, you know, is there fruit in um, the, that public school? Like, are there kids coming out of that public school that I can honestly say, oh, man, if my kids turn out like them, then, man, we've done a good job, Mm. right? And so evaluating the fruit. Now, the thing about, you know, any kind of education choice, kids are influenced in many more ways also, not just their education. And you can't look at one homeschool family and make your decision on if you're going to homeschool or not based upon the fruit in their family because everyone's homeschool looks different. Right, Isaac? Yeah. But at the same time, it is wise to think, well, listen, if I can't find anyone with any kind of fruit that I want in my kids that direction, then Mm -hmm. I need to look this direction. And so that's really what we're talking about here god throughout his word talks about fruit regularly and part of it is that he wants us to bear good fruit Mm -hmm. he wants our kids to bear good fruit because that's part of why we're here actually so look to bear fruit for him so look at the fruit what are the attitudes of my kids what are the beliefs they're developing what are the friendships they're making right what are what is it that they're learning are they growing in um in a good kind of way, way regarding their character. Yeah. Right? Because that's a huge deal. How does it affect your relationship with them? Do they still look up to you or mm-hmm. is that respect for you decreasing Didn't, Yeah, decreasing. or increasing? Yeah, it should be increasing. Okay. And so there is a war in some places mm-hmm. against parental involvement. In fact, mm-hmm. th- there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that don't want parents involved in education. Yeah, there are. I think that... I, I want to stay away from blanket statements like that teachers do this or, oh, yeah. you know, things like that because it isn't all. And there are many that are are not of that persuasion at all. But you do have to evaluate. You have to have your eyes wide open and you have to be honest with your kids as well so that they're on alert for that. And yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of people go, well, if I have my kids in school, how do I develop the kind of relationship that you're talking about where they're actually going to tell me the things. Well, you've right? got to find a way to still spend enough time with them. Right. There's this balance of time. I think a lot of parents think that quality time is more important than quantity time. I don't think they're thinking about quantity time, but a lot of times the deeper, better mm-hmm. discussions and when your kids open up is when you spend enough 
time with them. Now, that's a challenge. I understand everybody has unique situations, but that would challenge you back if you're battling with this in your mind of what, what are your priorities on the things you do have control over and how could you spend more time grocery shopping with them, time in the car, making it productive versus just blaring the radio. Right. Or even like, can you give up watching that show at night or reading your book? Or do you have to have so much alone time? Right. Mm. Like a lot of people are are about me in today's society. I see yeah. this like selfish movement, yeah. kind of this self-love movement happening. And we really have to be on guard against that in our hearts because it's attractive. Oh, yeah. We all would love to have I mean, time. don't you want to do your nails and go to the spa as many times as possible? And That's actually you, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that those things are bad. We're not saying that. No. But if it's in a spirit of selfishness and we're sacrificing things that are important with our yeah. kids, then there might be a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to evaluate and we have to ask, is it biblical the choices I've made however we're educating our kids? Yeah, that's true. It's it's a hard question. Um to ask sometimes, but I think that we can't avoid it. And I I just, I can't urge parents enough to ask themselves that question and then be willing to go a step further and say, why did I make the decision that I'm making? Mm -hmm. And to write it down. Because when you ask yourself, why did I decide to put my kids in private school? And you write something like, well, I wanted them to have a Christian education, but I don't want to homeschool them. And you're like, well, why don't I want to homeschool them? Or what What else are they getting going to that private Christian school that's not listed here? I think it's just as important, too, if you're already homeschooling. Yeah. It's like the why is what lifts you towards the right actions, whether you're homeschooling or they're in public or private school and right. you're working with them after school. and things. Totally. Things they- because if you are evaluating your why and you have a, a bad why, and what I mean by a bad why would be like a a selfish why, mm-hmm. then you know you're going to be convicted that you actually need to make change. Or a, but, self, or a self-doubting why. Right. But if you have a a good why, that's when it's encouraging and that uplifting, is. right? And you need to write that down and have it on your fridge or wherever you are to Spur remind you yourself regularly because it is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. Now, there's another issue, which is today we need to talk about, which is in past he didn't really need to talk about as much, but safety. This is actually a, should be a consideration about where you put your kids in school or whether you homeschool or not. And you just have to look at your situation and go, how safe are my kids? Is there bullying happening? Do your kids even tell you about this? Uh, Is there confusion happening about who they are? which is really important to understand uh, and how God made them. Is there, um, you know, uh, not safety, you know, going to the bathroom and things like this, or are people indoctrinating them with things that they're not letting you know about? Yeah. It's weird because things have changed so much just in the last five years, five years ago, I would have said, well, I, I do think that a lot more parents can, can do the education system. Right. And now I actually, I'm of the persuasion that I think it can still be done, but you're going to have to be way more, way, 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 way more engaged. intentional. And 
I, I really won't push back on that, that they actually need to be in the school as often as possible helping out because yeah. it, there are situations and schools where it's just flat out not safe anymore. Well, so, let's just look at one stat. I and mean, there's a lot I can think of, but 67 million pornography videos are viewed by seven to 14 year olds every single day. And so, and everybody of a certain age has a device in their hands and, you know, is your right. kid can actually stand up to that. So it's really important. Yeah. So, and let's just paint the picture of what that might look like for a second. You've got a 12-year-old, 11-year-old boy mm -hmm. that maybe is in a locker room with 12 and 13-year-olds also because let's say they're playing a sport together mm -hmm. or they're doing PE or something. They're in the locker room and some guy pulls out a device that has pornography on it. Is your one son going to stand up to the six or seven guys that are all looking at it while there's another 15 in the room also that probably have no problem with it. Yeah. So that is the next point, which is, you know, kids in the world to influence it. That's an argument a lot of times for people that are like, I'm putting oh, my yeah. kids in the school to be a light. And hey, by the way, amen to being a light. We all want to be a light. It's the great light. commission, yeah. right? But we have to also evaluate if that's really our the reason or we're just saying that's the reason i know and, <laughs> and if we're saying the reason then that means you've equipped them right do they know how to disciple someone do they know how to evangelize how about the romans road does your child have the romans road e memorized and meaning have, all of the bible verses and, and they can go not, through it with if them. you have not equipped them then maybe it's not the real reason you have to think of someone once said this from a speech it's like a salt shaker right mm. if if the salt shaker is empty and you're trying to Make be your, the salt. Be the salt and make your food <laughs> taste better and nothing's coming out. Is that effective? No. I mean, the Bible's really clear that if the salt loses its saltiness, then it's worthless. It needs to be burned up so, in the fire. So how <laughs> does a kid become salty with the being a light? Well, we have to pour salt into the salt shaker. So children are not born salty, right? God says in his word that yep. children have... Are, are, there's falling bound up in the heart of the child. Yeah. And so we have to realize that they, they are struggling with their human nature and they're learning who they are and they're learning about the world around them. They're learning about who God is. They're yeah. learning about Jesus, salvation. And as they grow older and they grow in spiritual maturity, that's a beautiful thing. But it isn't until they get to the place where they have saltiness that they can actually sprinkle salt out to others. It's right? so important. So you have to be equipping them. And when they're young, they're going to be way too young to even be able to stand up to some of the things because kids are, they, they have a great faith sometimes, have faith of a child. I get that. Right. But they're also foolish and they need to be matured by parents. And once you have matured them enough, then there's an appropriate time to have them be more and more in the world. We don't want to shelter our kids, but just to say, no, I want my kids to be a light and not equip them is the, you know, they're not going to stand up to that bathroom situation you were just talking about, likely. Do you know if there's five boys around them in that situation and there's pornography on the phone, are they going to stand for righteousness, not look at it and face the ridicule? Or for, are they not? For the rest of their education. Or, or are they yeah. not? And to get hooked because pornography is an addiction like cocaine. Right. And so are they going to get hooked on that and you don't even know it because they're around foolish people? You know, it's interesting. Another thing I think about, too, is what was Jesus's model? He wasn't sending out his disciples when they were children. He was an adult himself and he discipled adults. Yeah. And then he sent them out two by two. And so if we're sending out our kids to be salt and light, but they're not equipped and they don't have anyone to lean on. Yeah. 
and we're expecting this great thing upon them. Mm-hmm. That that's a huge pressure in that sense. And so I just I I think that there's a time and a place for preparing them and sending them out. But um, we have to be realistic about where our children are on the spiritual maturity spectrum. You have to put the time in to make them. Uh, equipped in a fallen world. So mm-hmm. that's really important. And the final thing is don't let knowledge become an idol. And if you're not teaching the spiritual ways of things, it could easily become an idol. And 1 Corinthians 1.19 says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So we sometimes knowledge can actually get in the way of faith. Yeah, I think that this is a huge thing that adults struggle with as well. For example, um, people getting a degree and thinking they're better than other people, that, right? That academic approach, oh, if, if you don't have a degree, you can't do certain things. Right. It's ridiculous. I mean, we we both went to college and you've been an entrepreneur and a lot of times you were looking for the people who were not college oh, graduates. Oh, when I hire, a lot right. of times in past, uh, I, I didn't even ask if they went to college. Now, it depends if you're being a doctor, a lawyer, things like that. There's yeah, there a are some industries where it is extremely but, necessary. But to have a <laughs> pride surgery. about academics is unfortunate and you know what apple and amazon many companies now are hiring for high paying really high caliber jobs without caring about higher education now are we for college well for some but you know what it depends on god's unique calling for each child and you don't it's not cookie cutter and so i really hope that you guys are grasping that message that cookie cutter is not biblical right but god has some really good instructions for parents on parenting yep. and and it actually involves your child's education. So the last so. thing is look out in front of you at families 10 years ahead of you mm-hmm. and go, okay, there's some families that went through the public school system, their kids did. Is that what I want my family to look like? And do and the then, same with the private school and, and the with, the with the home school. school. And, and you know what? God's word has designed his family to work like this, where the older men are teaching the younger men, mm-hmm. right? The older women are teaching the younger women. Mm-hmm. So you got to seek out advice from the tightest two men and women in your life. And you got to walk in faith. Guys. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Listen to this next part about the Parenting Mentor Program. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.